The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that through this belief, you might have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. So welcome to those of you who are here just for the Mass this afternoon, celebrating Divine Mercy Sunday. And there's a special grace to today's Mass that I honestly didn't quite understand, thanks to Diane Burns, who was insistent that I speak about this today. I had to research it further because you're all trying, I mean, many of you are trying to get the indulgence for today, the plenary indulgence. And even as a priest, I have a hard time remembering all the things that you're supposed to do to get a plenary indulgence, okay? So it's kind of complicated, right? You got to go to confession within eight days of the feast day and receive Holy Communion and pray for somebody at some point and sometime. And, you know, it can be confusing, right? But today, Jesus spoke to St. Faustina and he said, look, Anybody who goes to communion today and receives communion worthily on the Feast of Divine Mercy, I will forgive all their sins and any punishment due for those sins. And that's all you got to do. So we're going to pray for that today, especially after we receive communion. I'll lead us in a little prayer to explicitly ask for that. But you don't have to do anything else. So that's why... They say it's like a second baptism of sorts. Because with a plenary indulgence, you're supposed to be detached from any sin. And again, there's conditions. There's conditions. Well, the only condition today is that you receive communion in a state of grace. 
and it's like you get a clean slate. Amen. <laughs> so Jesus does these things because he's trying to inspire us and encourage us to trust even more in his mercy, in his goodness. The motto, as most of you know, for divine mercy is, Jesus, I trust in you. There's never been such a desire on the part of Jesus to put words on an image like that, that I know of. So he was so insistent that we trust in his mercy, that he wanted the words put right on the image. So we couldn't forget. Jesus, I trust in you. So it's related to faith, which obviously today's gospel speaks to us about faith. Believing and unbelieving and Thomas rather obstinate. Well, I'm not going to believe unless I can put my finger in the nail marks, my hand on his side. And unless I can do that, I'm not going to believe. He, had a, he has a bit of a beef because they had seen the risen Lord and yet they're all still behind locked doors. So I do have some compassion for Thomas. You know, he's got an argument. Hey, if he's really alive, then how come you guys are still behind locked doors, huh? You know, he's got a point. He's got a point. Although they had been baptized and ordained and received the Eucharist, they were still waiting for that courage to come from on high, that spirit of power, the Holy Spirit, that would then enable them to go out in power and courage and boldness to preach. They hadn't yet received those gifts. We could make that argument. But Jesus is wanting us to believe in his mercy, to trust in his mercy. And so it really is, as Pope St. John Paul II said, a message for our times. It's the message for our times. And as we all recognize today, and again, with the war going on in Ukraine, how much we need mercy. But we all need it as, as individuals, too. It's not just over there in Ukraine where they need mercy. But we all need it in our own hearts and in our homes and in our community here. We all have a, a great need for mercy. We have a, a great need for healing and reconciliation with God and with one another that only God can bring about. Only God can bring about the peace that we all desire for ourselves, for our families, and, and for our world. Only God can really make that happen. And so we all struggle, for sure, with receiving forgiveness and mercy and God's love. But God is, is trying to, to tell us today that no matter what wounds you might have, <laughs> he's not ashamed of you. Notice how he himself wanted to keep his own wounds in his glorified, resurrected body. And I know, ladies, that's kind of hard to understand. It's more of a guy thing, for sure, to brag about our wounds, our scars. Women try to cover them up, but men like to brag about them, it seems. You know where I got this? Let me tell you that story. So Jesus didn't want us to be ashamed of our own wounds. And so he kept his own. But as 
Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, likes to say his wounds are not full of resentment or bitterness or shame or fear. His wounds are full of mercy and life and blessing and kindness. So that gives us confidence to go to the Lord and to expose our own woundedness, our own brokenness, not just in the confessional, but every day in prayer, and to ask him to meet us there in those places, not to try to hide, not to be afraid, but to trust that when when he comes, he's going to come gently, tenderly, and pour out his love and his mercy on those places where we obviously didn't receive it in the first place because of neglect or maybe because we were hurt in some direct way, in some abusive way. Well, God wants to bring his peace and healing even there. And it's a process. It doesn't happen in an instant, usually, but it's a process. And sometimes in that process, we fall down and we can get discouraged. He says to Faustina, one of the greatest obstacles to to healing and growing and transforming into love is discouragement. So don't get discouraged. There's no need for discouragement. The Lord knows why we struggle better than we do. He knows the difficulties that we all have. That's not an obstacle for him. That doesn't stop him from forgiving. As Pope Francis likes to say, God doesn't tire forgiving us. We tend to tire asking for forgiveness. But don't. Don't tire asking for forgiveness. Don't think that Jesus is getting tired of you. He's not fed up with you, okay? Not at all. On the contrary. He is always encouraging and affirming and wanting you to come to receive life. So as we continue with this Mass today, let's ask the Lord in a particular way for this experience of His mercy, especially as we approach Him in Holy Communion. Let's ask Him to help us open up our hearts today, perhaps some of those places that we've kept locked for fear of exposure, for fear of embarrassment or shame. And let's, let's give him the key to those places. And let's entrust those places to him and, and invite him in so that he can transform them and, and, and take away the shame and the fear, whatever might be there, whatever you might be embarrassed about or afraid of. He'll take that. He'll take that away. And in place of that, he pours out his love and his mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen.